Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by the OG Crack'em Crew. Yeah, we have a nickname, and that's going to come out on a t-shirt one day, but I am joined by the OG Crack'em Crew. We got Johnny Donnie and Tony Marchese in the house to recap this 14-2, let me take Tony's words, shellacking that we just witnessed to the Minnesota Twins. Before we get into this episode, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at ontapsportsnet, at SocksOnTap. Guys, this one was really, really hard. And since it was so hard, I forgot to tell people to, you know, give us a five-star rating and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm just so flustered right now. I forgot to say that. So, Make sure you guys do that. Even though we got shellacked, we still want you to give us good ratings and reviews because that's cool and tough. But yeah, 14-2, we got our asses whipped. Um, I'm just going to start with Tony. Tony, man, you weren't on yesterday, and we had a hell of a show uh, with NWI Steve. You know, we're, we're on cloud nine. Um, today, it's not so much. But I feel like when you and I get together, that's usually how it goes, uh, at least with these post games. So how are you feeling, bud? Hey, I'm just going to stop coming on this show. I'm going to turn my uh, spot over full-time to NWI Steve. Accept my <laughs> resignation right now. Uh, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> How the, can I ask one thing before we get uh, dive deep? How did the Budweiser pick-to-click do today? Just curious. That, that was actually that was, that was for yesterday's yeah. game. And, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Game, you know what? It, it actually did pretty well. By the time the Sox got to like the third, fourth inning, I, I was back on that train um, we had a late night here at Casa de Marchese, uh, on Friday night after the Sox lost, Johnny and I recorded with, uh, with you buzz and we got after it a little bit. Um, I was struggling a little bit yesterday. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. I was struggling a little bit, but, uh, the Budweiser picked to click, you know, I had a celebratory Budweiser and I think that, uh, I don't know how you're going to count these standings or not, but, uh, I think it, I think it, I I got one there. <laughs> you think you got one there? <laughs> Go chalk it up as a fucking W. Yes. Yeah. So uh, over on the Cubs side, they're kind of doing a similar thing uh, where they're picking you know top performers for the game and they're trying to keep track of it and all this. Um, sorry, we're not really going to keep track. Yeah. No. Who's what? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not putting together the spreadsheet. We tried yeah. it for the Hawks uh, for our stick to click, which we use over there on Four Feathers. Um, not going to be on track, but it's fun. We can talk about who did what uh, in the game for our short-term memory here, but long-term, uh, we're not getting deep into the yeah, analytics. This is this them, is a friendly so. match, you know. Like when when yeah. we're playing golf, like yeah. Johnny and yeah, I are yeah, on the yeah. golf course. We don't we don't count water hazards. We don't count, <laughs> yeah. We don't count uh, you know like extra strokes, mulligans, all that shit. That's how we're playing pick to click here. Yeah, it's socks on tap. This is a friendly match. This is right, a friendly it's totally match. fine too. It, because when we're all together anyway, it's like, okay, if you lose this bet, we got to buy a pizza. That's what we do every time we're together yeah. anyway. Like, hey, you pick up a case of beer. Hey, we'll order the food. We'll fucking eat. We'll drink. And we'll have a good time. We don't We do not do that shit. We're not petty like them fucking Cub fans over there on fucking you know, Cubs <laughs> on tap. <laughs> yeah. But, but that being said, though, I do, uh, for picks to click before we dive into this episode, um, we, we'll tweet them out. Like I said, new to yeah. Sox this year. We'll tweet them out about an hour before first pitch. Um, what we picked on the episode for the recap before the preview of that game. Um, go ahead and jump in on the replies, though, because we'd love to see 
uh, who our followers, our listeners are thinking of there. So um, without further ado, though, this one fucking sucked, guys. 14 to 2, as Buzz had mentioned here. Absolute shellacking. Twins put up a fucking ninth spot over the first two innings. Uh, four in the first, thanks to a Jake Cave Grand Slam. Uh, five in the second after Gio Gonzalez had come in. Uh, didn't really stop the bleeding there. So um, j- just a rough one from the get-go. I mean, Tony and I were playing uh, Golden Tee by the top of the fourth. <laughs> it was like late third inning. We were on the Golden Tee machine, yeah. man. We Actually, even before that, we were hanging posters in the garage. Yeah, we were. Like, yeah. We were like, let's be productive here. That's how bad this game was, is Johnny and I are hanging posters in the garage and playing Golden Tee by the third, fourth inning. It was a good day on the links. I, it I was a good day on the links, but I don't I mean, mean to white up you, man. I don't mean to one-up you here. So by the third, fourth inning, when things were looking real bad, I took, you know, that little school bus you gave me for Ren? Oh, yeah. Took the school bus. I took the um, that little slide thing she's got in the backyard, and I took the the pink little car that she has. I loaded them up in the back of the truck, brought them over to my dad's, because you guys know I'm moving a week from tomorrow. I'm moving. So um, I'm driving down Cedar Road, heading towards New Lenox, and there goes the fucking, you know what, man? I had a couple beers, but I was fine. You know what I'm saying? I was fine. And the pink car went flying out the fucking back of the, the Buzz pickup there. Oh, no. Don't worry. Don't worry, because that one went, so did the fucking school bus. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. Their car right behind me, and I'm, like, sitting there, like, you know, you get that feeling, that gut feeling, you start sweating. It's like immediately, I'm just like, oh, my God. So I had to stop, pull a Yui. Only one thing broke, but I fixed it. It was the car door on the pink car. It popped out. I popped it back yep. in. You were, you were going to leave it like the shitmobile from Trailer Park Boys? I was, I thought about it, Johnny. Oh, my. Yes, I thought about it. I was just going to keep going. I was going to keep going. But I, I stopped. I turned around. I picked it up. I fixed it. But that's what I did. I had, uh, I had. oh, man, uh, I keep forgetting his name. It was Darren Jackson. And who's the new guy? Uh, Andy Mazur. Andy Mazur. Thank you. I had them guys on the radio, so I was still listening to the game. But in the fourth inning, dude, I was like, fuck, man. Like, this yeah. is just. So basically what I did is I went on a rampage and I tried taking out real cars with fake cars. So that's what I, what mean, I did. This is, this is pure socks on tap content for a 14 to two loss. But Buzz, I got one question for you. Have you heard of bungee cords? <laughs> no, Tone, Tone, I put the bungee cords on, dude. It was like the wind. It like, you know what? I didn't really do the pink car very good. I did the bus real good. And the, it, the it was thing. a little gusty today. I will give you that. Bus. Yeah, it was gusty, dude, because I had the bungee cord. I had two of them through the pink car, but I think it like somehow got under and it like the wind took it. And uh, basically when the wind took it, I think that was like right around Nelson Cruz's second home run. So we can correlate, you know, correlate it like uh, or first home run. I'm sorry to the game and correlate it like as soon as the car went and almost took out you know probably a good family of four um, <laughs> is when nelson cruz <laughs> is when nelson cruz hit the fucking home run i'm done bro I'm uh, done. all right um real quick uh, news updates before we get in because this uh episode is called insult to injury adding insult to injury that's what happened obviously the insult being the final score but the injury um Raylo Ronaldo Lopez started this game did not look like himself fastball Velo was down around 92 93 usually sits up 96 98 uh he left after two-thirds of an inning uh White Sox announced on Twitter that it was right shoulder stiffness um I don't know if it was that uh also Tony had pointed out looked like he was about to puke when he was keeled over on the mound so maybe um I'm not I don't want to speculate and throw ideas out there but 
Um, it may have been something more than shoulder yeah, stiffness. Maybe it's upset stomach. I uh, don't want to assume the worst in COVID, but you know we'll see what uh, the report is on Raylo going forward. Other than that, Eloy also exited the game because on that Jake Cave Grand Slam in the first inning, he went back, hit the wall. Uh, initially, trainers came out, uh, did the little uh, you know uh, concussion test. I think that's what it was. I mean, uh, you know, they're tracing his eyes, uh, eyesight back and forth. And he did stay in initially, but then it was probably either the second or third inning that Eloy exited, and they said lightheadedness um, from the official Sox Twitter account. So um, those were the injuries here. But uh, let's get into the insult. Actually, before even that, though, before the game, this is a new thing. Um, We tweeted out from Sox on Tap this morning. uh, The Buzz Kill lineup commentary of the day, because Buzz loves jumping in on this and replying to the actual official White Sox Twitter account. Um, I appreciate the effort because maybe someone will see it and take note, Buzz. But um, let's start because there's an original lineup. Uh, apparently, they had a lineup for Rich Hill that they set out. I don't know why, even though Maeda was already going to go. And second of all, they changed it then. Uh, it added, you know, whatever, Delmonico in the two spot. I guess that's your big change there. Let's but uh, Buzz, they saw yeah. Buzz tweet about it. Yeah, they saw they saw Buzz tweet about it, and they got, uh, you know, defense. They got yeah, they got scurred, and they had to uh, go and revise. But anyway, Buzz... Uh, bring us in with the first buzzkill lineup commentary of the day uh, for the 2020 season. I tweeted it out. I'm not going to bitch about the lineup. I'm not going to bitch about the lineup. I'm not going to bitch about the lineup, right? And I think that's a fair thing to tweet because exactly what we talked about last night, Tone, I know you weren't a part of it. I'm sure you listened. But our dude Steve, one of the smartest baseball minds, I think we all agree, one of the smartest baseball minds that we know. He says, and we all know this too, but I mean, he, he, put, he brings a point home. Righties struggle against the opposing pitcher, Medea. They, they struggle against him. Don't fuck up. Like, do it right. So, of course, we have seven righties in the lineup. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, this, that's how okay. it's going to be today. It's going to be fun. Okay. So that's how it goes. So, I, you know, I throw a little bitch fit about it. And then I'm like, where the fuck's Mankata? Like, we're resting him again? So then they send the revise. And, Johnny, I'm going to tell you why I didn't say a word when the revise lineup came out. I called for more lefties, right? Well, <laughs> he plugs Nicky Delmonico at the two spot. He did that to shut me the fuck up. Someone told him what I tweeted on Twitter, and then he did that to shove it right in my butt. That's what he did. And I'm fucking pissed off by it. I hate it. I think Delmonico, like, why are we batting Delmonico second, guys? I mean, seriously? Like, he's not. <sighs> He's not good enough to do that. He's not good enough to be batting second. Um, honestly, I would probably would put fucking Lurie there. I, you know, I, I would have put Timmy and Lurie. We saw a lot of that last year with Lurie and Timmy. If you guys remember, Lurie batting leadoff and Timmy going behind him. I might even try to do something like that. At least Lurie's a switch hitter and it can usually make contact with the ball. Uh, today, it just wasn't the case. And uh, <laughs> that that's why I bitch. So that's my buzzkill lineup of the day. It was fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, the buzzkill lineup commentary of the day. Uh, plenty more coming. We can fucking guarantee that as much as he's going to say, like Bart Simpson writing on the board, I will not bitch about the lineup. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. okay? So uh, <laughs> it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, you know, our guy NWI Steve yesterday, if you're listening to the uh, postgame uh, after the win yesterday, he had uh, advocated for possibly adding Zach Collins into this lineup for another lefty bat. Um, you know, as a DH role or something like that. So I think that uh, yeah, was a good call. It, interesting, too. interesting to see that. But beyond the freakout, I mean, they uh, it obviously didn't get the job done. Uh, nobody really looked good today. Uh, one lone bright spot: Luis Robert hitting his first MLB bomb. 
um, uh, that was, you know, kind of got up in the jet stream because that wind was blown straight out when they showed the uh, visual of the flags uh, right above the scoreboard there. So um, th- that was the one positive takeaway. But other than that, man, um, a- absolute abomination. And uh, nobody looked good uh, overall. I would say Adam Engel is your best. If I'm, I, I was going to go to the box score breakdown like we do, but there's really, you know, we go through this. There's a lot of offers. Adam Engel, uh, when he came in, when Eloy went out, um, he was three for four. Uh, I believe he had a couple of doubles in there, and he also scored yeah. a lot. So um, mm-hmm. that was about it. Uh, Luis Robert with the only two ribbies today, obviously, on that bomb. Um, so it, really quiet from the White Sox when you're going down pitching here. Obviously, Raylo uh, getting touched up in the first and then having to leave after the two-thirds, uh, four earned runs for him, two walks. Dude, that was a disappointing thing, too. He got the two outs in the first inning, guys. Got the yeah. two outs, let up the walk, yep. and then things just went you know, spiraling out of control. And you eventually get the bases loaded, and an oppo shot from Jake Cave uh, goes out just into that left field, uh, I guess just to the right of the bullpen. And, of course, that results in Eloy uh, slamming into the wall. So, Tony, let's, um, you know, you've been one that's advocating for this. I want Eloy out of uh, playing the field yesterday. So uh, elaborate. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've said this on this show uh, back when we were doing Shy Sox Weekly. Uh, I, I think I've been on this train for a long time and I'll give you credit for that. You have been on the train for a long time. You've been calling for this basically since the first time we were at a game together and he did it. Yeah. I I mean, I, I'm just, I really think that the most important thing for the white Sox when you, when you look at this roster construction is that Eloy Jimenez's bat needs to be in the lineup in a shortened season. It needs to be in the lineup all 60 games. Yeah. If you're looking at a full, full 162. You need to have him in there 150 plus. I, I get it, guys get days off, but you're not going to have full impact Eloy Jimenez in your lineup when he's injured. And what is the greatest chance that Eloy Jimenez is going to be injured? It's the wall. We've seen this twice now. Yeah, it happened against yeah. the Tigers we, last we, year. I was at that game. We were we at that, that game. Happen. We all were at that game. Both yeah. you and I were sitting up in the 300 level together. Johnny was down in 149. I'm I, like, I've seen this happen before, and I think I've even talked about this. Uh, over the offseason, I'm like, get ready because Eloy Jimenez is going to run into a fucking wall or Luis Roberts going to fucking barrel him over. And all of a sudden, now we're going to lose Eloy for 10-plus games in a in a 60-game season. Hopefully not. But, you know, you leave with lightheadedness after hitting your head. That sounds like a con- uh, concussion to me. Yeah. Well, you know, so, you know, here's 10 games potentially, if not more, where Eloy Jimenez's bat is going to be out of this lineup. There's not The, the Sox do not have the outfield depth in order to – account for that especially while you have no marmazara on the il for what seems to be COVID at this point in time um you know if you want to see uh Lurie garcia and adam engel play in the outfield for the next uh week and a half plus i i don't i don't think that works for this team you know they, they want to build build this thing around uh you know a bunch of power hitters and you lose arguably one of your most dynamic power hitters in that lineup in Eloy Jimenez, that that's a, a strictly uh, goes back to the fact that he's playing left field and running into walls. There was that ball was over the fence. There was no reason yeah. for him to be running as hard as he was. And where's the hand? Where's and, the hand? Where's yeah, the glove? Where's, that's where's what I want to know. Glove. Feel, feel the it. wall. Feel the that's wall. That's what they always in the track too. You know the track's there because you can feel the. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, if yeah, you're the on the track, change. just yeah. just uh, I don't I don't care at that point if. 
the ball is going to hit off the wall and rattle around and they might score three runs. But the ball's already going over the wall. You're running back full speed. You turn around and you bash your head against the wall. That's just bad outfield play. And it, it's not even just this instance. There's been so many different things that you can see, plainly see, for the average baseball fan watching Eloy Jimenez peruse around left field where he is not a major league caliber player in the outfield. Uh, I go back to uh, Clinton Cole being on Chai Sox Weekly a few years ago uh, telling us that uh, you're not going to enjoy watching Eloy Jimenez patrol left field because he's just that bad. And that has stuck with me since that day. And I've, I've been very critical of him. I know he went out over the offseason and said, I want to be a gold glove left fielder. Well, Eloy, why don't you fucking look for a goddamn wall once in a while? Because if you keep running into him, you're not going to win a gold glove. You're also not going to hit 30 home runs. You're not going to be in the lineup. You're not going to be in the lineup because you're going to get injured all the time. I was texting White Sox Dave during this game about this. Um, you know, he, he even said, and I think he put something out on Twitter too about how Eloy needs to figure it out. I know we have a lot of depth at the first base DH position. But goddamn, man, like give him some time at the DH spot. His bat is so prolific. That's where they need him to be. It's not in left field. And the Sox could have solved this. Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna. I go back to Bryce Harper and right field. Like just give me that outfield depth. Luis Gustave, <clears throat> Mike Rodolfo, not your answers here. Neither is Blake Rutherford. Don't fucking mention the name Luis Basabi around me, all right? So that's where I'm at with this. You need to be at another place, too, with this, because if he misses fucking time and Mazzara's still out, we're looking at Lurie and right, or I'm sorry, probably Adam Engel and right, Lurie and left, and Danny Mendick playing second base every day until Mazzara gets back. Or, well, first off, first off, First off, if Eloy Jimenez goes to the IL tomorrow and Nick Magical isn't the roster replacement, we riot. Oh, absolutely. Riot. We we throw a bitch fit. But again, again, I'm gonna go after what you know, I'm gonna go say something that my buddy Ken W.O. said today, and you tag me in this post. If you see Puig isn't called and offered a, a good chunk of change to get your ass over here once you're healthy for some depth, you're a fucking idiot. And I don't care what anybody oh well he's a cancer in the locker room. You're gonna you're Ugh. gonna see you're going to see Yerman Mercedes playing left field tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, and then you're going to see him when he runs into the wall. The fucking yeah, wall is going to fucking fall over. Yeah, and th- that's that's another thing, too. Um, and they kind of uh, hint. I don't know if it was officially announced, but, they, you know, they were, like, hinting at the taxi squad. Yeah, And exactly. uh, Yerman Mercedes will be part because they're able to travel, you know, like a few with them. And Yerman Mercedes will be part of that. So, yep. yeah, very likely that we see goddamn Yerman Mercedes patrolling left field, which is just... Yikes for the defense. Where, where is Dion Vicieto right now? <laughs> you, you know, bombs. you want to go to Meatball Takes he's, real early? He's hitting bombs Fucking call Japan. up the Chunichi Dragons and get Dion Vicieto out there because you might as well have him patrolling left field at this point in time. Oh, yikes. Oh, fuck, man. This is bad. Uh, this is bad. It's bad, okay? It's um, not bad, okay? It, 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 I mean, as much as we say it, um, it, it, it you know, I talk about adding insult to injury here. Um, and one of my favorite words here, I use it a lot last year, and it's coming back here, opportunistic. Um, twins, very much so. Six for 11, runners in scoring position. They did leave five on. Uh, White Sox, if they were going to ever try to claw their way back into this thing, went one for six with runners in scoring position, uh, left eight on in this game. So um, when Adam Angle is your top offensive producer uh, in a game, it's you're going to have a bad time. Be, 
not gonna yeah you're not gonna have a good time it's gonna be going against you um so i mean guys there's plenty of stuff to uh, go and bitch about here but we did have a question come in to our twitter replies and it was from steve-o uh, one of our good friends from uh the sons of Hanarchy podcast and um he had said that how is the pitching problem going to be fixed and he'd like to hear our thoughts here um i, I don't want to get into i mean we're, we're going to dissect this question here but i don't want to get into the um whys and what's going on in this realm but guess what uh this would have been a great day for michael kopak to start a game um, I will say that uh, as your number three instead of Reynaldo Lopez. And second of all, um, Gio Gonzalez coming in and absolutely getting lit up. His first pitch looked good. Came in on a 3-2 count after Raylo, um, you know, exited. Switched Marlon Gonzalez around to the uh, right side of the plate. Struck him out on that one. But then uh, that second inning was a disaster. Uh, Gio ended up going 3. Point, uh, uh, 3.2 innings, seven hits. Six runs, all of them earned, one walk, three strikeouts, uh, and one home run allowed. So, um, And after that, you know, you had Cordero, Detweiler, and Herrera just eating up the innings there uh, just to get through this damn thing. Um, Kelvin Herrera not looking good at the end. Um, three hits, four runs, all of them earned, uh, walk, did strike out three, but allowed two home runs. So uh, susceptible to the long ball. How's the pitching going to be fixed here? Um, that's a tough one. Um you guys uh, open the floor. Anything? I just think that Giolito start, and I, I said this yesterday during the episode. There, um, I think that Giolito start was clouded. Um, I, I think that he should have had McCann behind the plate. I know everybody yells at me. Well, Grandal's going to be here longer. Well, guess what? Again, it's not a fucking marathon. It's a sprint. So you do the things that need to happen, okay, to to make sure your pitcher is. Um, that much more comfortable and that much more ready to go. So I think the Giolito thing's whatever. Dallas Keuchel looked like a motherfucking OG yesterday. I said that on the show. I still believe that. He looked great. Ronaldo Lopez, this is what we talked about last night, Johnny. Yeah, he might be hurt. He might have come into the game hurt. I don't know that for a fact, but if that's the case, that's the case. But his career numbers against Minnesota are fucking, or I mean, are just trash in general, but last yeah. year's are especially trash. So you just put him in a bad spot. Personally, I, I, I know I wasn't on the preview show because I had to go nine nine. I was tie tie, but um, you know I thought I thought Carlos Rodon should have been the third starter in this fucking lineup. I mean, yeah. you know the guy the guy started the fucking season for us last year. There's this all comes down, you know. Obviously, your players need to perform. We can all agree on that. But a lot of this comes down to Ricky Renteria. I'll die on that hill. Anybody can tell me whatever the fuck they want to tell me. That's fine. The guy does these does this weird ass shit. It doesn't seem to work out, but, you know, he lives by the mantra. Ricky boys don't quit, and everybody's, you know, content with finishing under 500 every year. Hey, hey Buzz, uh, yeah. Renteria, this is from four minutes ago from Scott Merkin on Twitter. Renteria just said, I don't believe these are the types of performances we will see moving forward. I want your comments on that real quick. Fuck him. What are you going what, what to do next time? What are you going to do next time different? You don't have time as a manager. You don't have time to fuck around it's that simple it's literally that simple guys there's nothing yeah. more than that it's that simple you're throwing out these stupid fucking you're throwing a quadruple a player in nikki delmonico spare me his good looks white Sox twitter you're throwing this guy out there that's a quadruple a player to bat second in your fucking lineup like what are you doing coach i don't get it so yeah I'll, a lot of the pitching woes, I'm sorry, Johnny, but a lot of the pitching woes are, I think, on Ricky. Um, 
placement, matchups, a, a lot of that. I, I do think that we have very good talent on this team still in the pitching. It's not the best, but I think that we're serviceable enough to make some noise. It's just you need to find a guy that's able to manage that talent and make yeah. it succeed. So, so I just had some commentary when you, especially when you brought up Rodon, uh, got me thinking a little bit. Buzz, uh, we're feeling much more confident about four and five instead of number three here, um, with Dylan Cease coming up pitching game one against the Indians in this upcoming series. Carlos Rodon will be pitching game two. I personally, I can't fucking wait for Carlos Rodon to get out on the bump. Uh, you're talking about a guy that pitches with passion, conviction. The fuck you, uh, I'm going to get you out here, look in his eyes. That's Carlos Rodon more than anybody you brought uh, in, the in the White Sox. Yeah, you brought this up in more the garage, than, More than anyone in the White Sox rotation. So uh, getting what you can is to Steve-O to try and get to your question here, how are we going to fix pitching woes? Get what you can out of Carlos Rodon because, sure, there have been plenty of injury-shortened uh, seasons for him, but, hell, he's been around longer than all of them except Dallas Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez, but they obviously didn't feel Gio Gonzalez is worth the uh, – starting spot and obviously today getting touched up uh maybe that that was the right call there but also Ronaldo Lopez ain't the answer there so I think they're gonna have to get creative with splitting some starts um you know may, maybe you look at the matchups and how, how guys hit against a certain handed pitcher um if teams have any weaknesses there and you plug in a guy that is just like an opener for, you know two innings um I think that could be uh an option there hell Cody Hoyer, that guy, brings some fucking smoke. Um, you know, you kind of got Aaron Bummer, Colome, Marshall as your, I would say, premier sixth to ninth inning guys. Does that make sense? You know, add C-Sheck in yeah, yeah, Steve C-Sheck into that mix. So a guy like Cody Hoyer, while he's up here, while the rosters are still at 30, man, hey, if Raylo, if this is going to be, uh, obviously, the, the stuff wasn't there, but there was the injury there. So if he misses any time there, I could see them plugging and placing um, using utilizing an opener of some sorts. Johnny, you brought something up right there and sorry, I, was, I, I didn't mean to try and cut you off, but you brought something up in the garage during the game today. When you're talking about pitchers who are pitching with conviction, mm -hmm. pitchers who are, they, they look like they want to take your fucking head off yeah. and they want to, they want to get you out. Raylo today, that was not the look. And, yeah. and injury aside, you know, he, he actually there was some, some of that some last year too. So it wasn't just the injury. It, yeah, it's not just the injury. We've seen this before with Raylo, but I also know I can see Raylo want to get fucking batters out. He had a couple of great starts that he strung together last year, but it's it's not repeatable for him. Yeah, it's it's not it's never repeatable. consistent. It's never consistent. And and Johnny brings up a, a, a good point here. And this is another reason why I miss a guy like Michael Kopech on this roster right now. This is why I love Dallas Keuchel. Those guys, when they're on the mound, and Carlos Rodon is another prime example of it, and you brought it up today, so credit to you. When those guys are on the mound, they want to fuck you up. They yeah. want to get you out. They have a chip on their shoulder. It's it's cool and tough watching them pitch. Yeah, like, plain and simple. It's cool and the, tough the, watching these guys pitch. You, you remember Randy Johnson fucking just – Feeling smoke yeah, past they, you. You're like, fucking try and hit this. And then you got Raylo out there today, and it looked like, all right, please, 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 please don't hit this because yeah. I, I I really don't want you to put this over the fence. Yeah, I don't want you to get on base. Uh... I don't want you to get on base. And, you know, like uh, Steve Stone brought it up during the, uh, during the ball game too today when Coop went out to the mound to visit Gio Gonzalez and was like, I can tell you exactly what he's saying. You can't pitch from behind. And the Sox were pitching from behind way too much today where it's like, eh, I'm going to throw this over the plate. No, cut that, cut that bullshit out right now. 
and start acting like a team that is supposed to compete in this division. Somebody told me the other day, stop being a fan if I was pissed off after game one. I'm pissed off after game one because, hey, this team, number one, has a slogan right now. And they're running it after they're down 8 nothing in the middle of this fucking ball game against the Twins on these commercials about how every game counts. Every game matters. Yeah. Everything. We talked about it after game one. Each of these equate to what, like one or 2.7 games? You lose one game, that's an entire series down the fucking drain in this 60 game sprint that we're talking about right now. You can't go out there and say, oh, please don't hit this curveball that I just hung in the middle of the fucking zone. No, you have to be pitching with conviction. You have to snap him off like Dylan Cease does. I'm hoping he comes out here in this next start. And I, Dylan Cease is another one I questioned in those first few innings. But when he's yeah. on, he's on. We need more of that. We need that cool and tough attitude in order to carry ourselves through the season. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting on the outside looking in in an expanded playoffs in third fucking place watching the Twins and the Indians go compete for the, the, the championship here. What I really feel like there is enough talent on this roster to go get this fucking done. That's why I'm going to be hard on every single loss and why we're going to celebrate every single victory that much more this season. There's my rant for the day. Yeah. Uh, so, Steve, a little roundabout there, and we got a bunch of observations in then in the explanation, the answer to your question. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the manager, so I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but I would. If you're asking for me, I would uh, try and utilize an opener if there is going to be um, a sort of gap uh, in there uh, with Raylo. Um, other than that, you you got to really hope Gio bounces, uh, excuse me, Lucas Giolito. We got two now, so I got to specify. Lucas Giolito uh, returns to his 2019 form in uh, start number two, which he will probably get, uh, yeah, he will get during this Cleveland series that's upcoming. Um, and then I, I want to see uh, Carlos Rodon uh, pitch with uh, conviction. Like he always, you know, he always does. I think he, that's one guy that he's always given max effort uh, when he's out there and this, that mentality uh, that he wants to get you out. So um, guys like that. And then one encouraging thing that I know it's really easy to be negative after shit like this, but with uh, this will kind of bleed into our next game preview. Dylan Cease, that I uh, granted it was inner squad, but that was the best he ever fucking looked mm-hmm. in a White Sox uniform, throwing in that last inner squad last Saturday night uh, before they started that exhibition game, uh, or yeah, that exhibition series against the Cubs. So, um, like what I see from Dylan Cease, so let, let's hope that continues and gets us back on track tomorrow. So, with that said, guys, we need to uh, run into. Um, yeah, oh, wait, before we get into the next game preview, uh, Meatball Takes, Tony, a really good one today. If we're ta- While it's still on the t- subject of pitching, so it's relevant, Tony. Goddamn, Ross Detweiler should have started this ball game, guys. I mean, <laughs> Ross, Ross the boss. boss! Ross the boss should have started this ball game. He looked good today. Can I get a box score for uh, for Ross the boss? Yeah, Ross uh, the boss was wanna, uh, one, of wanna, the, one of the spotless. I want to read this out here. Two innings pitch, completely spotless, one strikeout. His ERA is sitting at zero. Uh, meatball take because uh, I don't think any of us actually really would have wanted Ross the boss <laughs> yeah. starting this game. But guess what? You know, when 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 we're together at Sox on when Tap, it's already nine zero after the second inning, yeah, still, that, those yeah, thoughts start. Falling. Yeah, still when we're together, Ross the boss is normally dealing, and he dealt tonight. Uh, him and uh, uh, Cordero, uh, although it was only two thirds of an inning for Cordero, uh, getting out of some trouble. But uh, Ross the Ross the boss, if we're gonna give a player of the game. Uh, maybe outside of Luis Roberts' home run, uh, Ross the boss actually looked really good. I love that he's on this roster, and that's that's weird to say. 
But uh, he's a swing he's man. Gonna, so there's gonna, you go. He's Steve-o, gonna, another option there for your question. Yeah. How another do we option, how do we yeah. fix this? We go to Ross the boss. I know Gio. <laughs> I know Gio Gonzalez is your but that, obvious choice there. That could be one where he's your he's your opener, or he's the second guy that comes yes. in after a Cody yes. Boyer. You know so what I'm that, saying? That, yeah, I, I like that. I know Gio Gonzalez is your obvious go to if Lopez comes out in the first inning because he's not really in the rotation. Uh, you got to get him in here, but I think Detweiler can fill that role a little better. If you go to Detweiler there at at, at at your second, like right in the end of the first, you go to Detweiler, he gives you those two scoreless. All of a sudden, uh, what do you, you give up six less runs? Yeah, yeah, you you might be in this ball game. I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say that yeah. they wouldn't have touched him up either. Baseball is such a weird fucking sport, but uh, Detweiler's looked pretty damn good. He's a vet. He knows what he's doing out there on the mound. He's not going to give you the best stuff, but he can get you through some shit. So I, I probably, if I was Ricky Renteria, I was going to go to Detweiler for three, four innings there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Buzz, you got any meatball takes or tinfoil hat theories? Oh, God. No. I, I've got none today. My meatball got burnt in the oven watching that fucking game, so I'm good. Yep. I'm with you there, but that's a good one there, Tony, with Ross Bostar. All right, next game preview. Uh, let's move on. Uh, sucks. Fucking sucks. We're not going to forget about this one, but um, there is another ball game tomorrow. So that's what we're here for. Preview that one as well is bringing you the recap of the game that just happened. So White Sox take their first road trip of the year coming up. They'll be at Cleveland tomorrow night, Monday, July 27th for a 6.10 p.m. local time start. It will be 7.10 p.m. out in Cleveland, 6.10 Central Time on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, we got Tony Twista back in the building, uh, had to lay low yesterday. There was a little too much that he divulged on Friday's show. Uh, I think the alcohol had something to do with that. The witness protection people told him to tone it down, but Tony is not a very good listener. So he's back and he's going to shoot it straight fire. What's up, Johnny? How we doing, Tony? I'm doing just fantastic. <laughs> Night, guys, I'm doing just fantastic. The beers are flowing. It's a great day. The Sox didn't win. I lost. A fuck ton of money, man. I mean, it's just gonna. I'm just gonna get into this right now. After yesterday, I listened to you guys, and uh, who's who's that new cat you had on the show? Oh, we had that uh, NWI Steve. Yeah, he's 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 a good looking dude. Knows his baseball shit. He's he's a good guy. Good guy. I, I got to meet him sometime. But uh, you know, you guys were talking. It was a White Sox win. I may may not have put a lot of money on this game today, even though it's a good day. I think when I sober up a little bit, I'm going to be very disappointed in the 10K I dropped on this one. Yeah, probably. I would imagine so. Yeah. The, 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 so, you know, you, you said that the witness protection guys told me not to show up yesterday. I, I took their advice, but they didn't say anything about today, so I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I love it. I I'm love back. It. I'm You're back. dedicated. Hey, hey, Buzz, how you doing over there? I'm in a bad mood. He's Tony. in a bad mood. I'm, Tony Twist, I'm in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood. Okay. All right, so you got me reading the weather report today for uh, for, for Cleveland tomorrow. What a shit city, guys. It is. It is. <laughs> Rock and roll yeah, hall. You, well, you don't want to go on vacation in Cleveland? I mean, it's just a shit city, man. Like, there's nothing to fucking do there. Rock wanna, and roll hall of fame is the You can go to the Rock and roll hall of fame, but guess what? I can go to the Rock and roll hall of fame anytime I want to. I'm just going to blast some Def Leppard, some ACDC. You got everything you want. I can put that in my fucking my ears anytime I want to. And, and I, you know, what? What do they have to offer? I hope it fucking rains tomorrow. Looks like it is going to rain, Tony. It is going to rain. All right, so let's look at the weather forecast. What time we got a game tomorrow? Like 7 o'clock? Yeah, 7 o'clock. We got humidity at 73%. It's going to feel like 88 degrees. 
Too bad they're not playing this game in Chicago. I looked at the weather for Chicago. This week's going to be great. But 75% chance of thunderstorms. That just gets me amped up to, like, listen to some Thunderstruck before the game. You know, like, it's it's we're coming in here. ACDC, there you go, Cleveland, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 75% chance of thunderstorms. I don't know if they're going to play any baseball tomorrow, guys. That's, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to give you anything because I'm looking at this forecast, and all the way through, like, 11 o'clock, you got over a 65% chance of rain. We might not have a post-game show tomorrow, boys. I'm just going to be honest right now. I'm going to be honest. If I was a betting guy, and I am, I am a betting guy, I would say they ain't going to play baseball tomorrow. Yeah, it's not looking it's too— bad news. It's bad not, news. It's not looking too favorable right now for Cleveland. So it'll be interesting in this shortened season, how the fuck do they make up this shit? I don't know better on a getaway day because there is an off day Thursday before they leave for Kansas City. I don't know who the fucking groundskeeper is for for the Cleveland Indians. He's no I, Roger. I, I, Bassett. He's no Roger Bassett. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Roger's my guy. Roger's my guy. We we have the same bookie. I'm just gonna. I'm divulging too much info again. I'm gonna get fucking kicked out of this shit. But guess what? I don't know what they're gonna do. But we might see two ball games. We might see two ball games on Tuesday. We got we got a Tuesday forecast here. Like I'm not I'm not prepared for this shit. But uh, you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it at this. I'm gonna leave it at this. If Roger Bossett was the groundskeeper and you had a dome, you'd be playing baseball tomorrow. That's about all I got. Hey, take the over tomorrow if there is a game. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna leave it at that. Here we go. Go Sox. All right, Tony. Thank you very much for joining the show, Tony Twister. Once again, reporting the weather for On Tap Sportsnet and Sox on Tap. Um, whenever he is available. Um, kind of an elusive guy, though, so we get him when we can. Um, anyway, let's move in to the actual matchup uh, that is supposed to be, if there is a game tomorrow. Uh, Dylan Cease, as we had mentioned earlier, will take them on for the White Sox against Aaron Savale for the Indians. Dylan Cease last year is 4-7 and seven with a 5.79 ERA, over 73 innings for the White Sox. Uh, Aaron Savale, 3-4, 2.34 ERA, over 57.2 innings uh, with those same Indians in 2019. So, um, Buzz, any uh, predictions for this game if it does end up happening? I'm hoping Dylan Cease comes out strong. I mean, that's, a, you know, obviously uh, we need him to after a, a day like today, and we need him to so we can try to stay competitive within the Central. Uh C started one game against the Indians last year. Uh, he had a career-high 11 strikeouts in that game. Um, just want to throw that out there. It was six and two-thirds inning. He let up four earned runs, um, four hits as well, but he did have 11 strikeouts in that game. So I'm hoping that he can, you know, uh, stay consistent tomorrow, pitch a good game. I- I'm not really too worried about our lineup. I think Yoan will be back in the lineup. Ricky just came out again and doesn't seem like he's too worried about Eloy or even Ronaldo. Uh, if that makes any sense. Um, he's not too worried about those guys, so maybe they'll be back in the lineup. But go out there, pitch a good game tomorrow, have that dog in you like you guys were saying earlier, and hopefully pick up a dub. That's all we can try to do at this point. Tony. Hey, I've said this a million fucking times. Dylan Cease, get through the first two innings, get that curveball working. I was really, really, really impressed with what I saw from him in that inter-squad game. Uh, just making hitters look absolutely foolish. And, you know, that the Sox lineup, I know it's an inter-squad game. That Sox lineup, there's a lot of power in there. There's a lot of good hitters that the White Sox have in this organization. So I, 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 I'm not going to take that with a grain of salt. I'm actually going to put some weight on it. Um, I, think, I think Dylan Cease is going to be a very effective pitcher 
in the MLB with his stuff. Um, Buzz, you just brought up that uh, career-high strikeouts against Cleveland. Uh, this, this is... This is a season where you need to absolutely turn it around after you have losses like you had today. And how you respond to uh, getting blown out is really, really fucking important, in my opinion. You cannot turn that into a two, three game losing streak. You have to get back on the horse and go fuck some shit up and let that offense do what it has to do. I think Dylan Cease, I think we all agree. He's probably your number three guy on this roster, if not your number two um, in certain situations with the stuff that he has. Although Dallas Keuchel and Gio uh, have, I, you you actually said this earlier. When I say Gio, I actually have yeah. to now qualify yeah. who that is. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Giolito um, have, have kind of earned that one too, I think. But uh, Dylan Cease in this rotation, I think, has solid number three shit that needs to be thrown in order to, to claim that spot. But I think you're in a really good position. You've got basically your best guy who's available going the next game. Um, I've said this before. Your aces need to stop the bleeding uh, in a shortened season. Your number three guy needs to stop the bleeding. Number four in this case. Yeah, number four. According to Ricky Renteria. According four. to Ricky Renteria. But I'm calling him our number three. And that's yeah. going to be the rest of the year. He is our number three guy. He needs to stop the bleeding here because you can't go on a three-game losing streak in the first fucking week of the season and expect to, to compete like the, the, a three game losing streak that equivalates to what, like a, an eight game losing streak, yeah. if not more. So stop the bleeding right now, get Dylan Cease out there. If we do have baseball, Tony Twista was not exactly confident that we're going to see a game tomorrow. Yeah. But if, if we do have baseball tomorrow, Dylan Cease needs to deal and the offense needs to wake up. Buzz, you were right. Mancata back in the lineup. Absolutely going to be a help. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Eloy, but there's no excuses. You have to go out there and compete. Every game counts. Yeah. Just going to keep saying it. Absolutely. Every game counts. Totally on board. Um, So, for me, yeah, I want to see the cease hammer. Uh, That that is eventually going to be a T-shirt here at ONTAP Sportsnet because uh, it did look really, really good in in those last inner squad. And I'm not trying to uh, overblow, you know, inner squad because it, it, it is what it is. It's practice games. That's what they are. But that was the best that we'd seen him, and he was shutting down a White Sox lineup that we know can put up runs on the board um, between what they did on Friday and Saturday. Uh, another thing, too, is we don't want to be in this situation a lot, but they did show that they can bounce back, shake off a bad loss. Like they did Friday, you know, Friday night's loss. That was bad. It was bad, okay? Um, Fuck bad. Coming back. Saturday, absolute slugfest, uh, and they got the bats going, the power surge that we discussed yesterday on the show. Um, that was a good bounce back. Well, guess what? You had another shitty one. Um, you're going right up against the other team that you're going to be competing for at the top of this division, Cleveland Indians. Uh, go out, bounce back like you did uh, on Saturday. Uh, apply that to the next game. So um, let's go picks to click here um, before we go to our shout-outs and wrap this thing up. Uh, I, I didn't mean to, to run in on you here with the fix a click. I just did want to say that we're facing Aaron Savale tomorrow. Yeah. And the Sox actually did really well against him. Their batting average against him was uh, 313 for the batting average. Um, he uh, had two starts against White Sox last year. He went eight and one thirds, let up uh, 10 hits. He let up five earned runs with a 5.40 ERA. So hopefully, this, right. you know, we have a better we have a better hitting lineup than we did last year. Hopefully we can get to him again. A little uh, glimmer of hope. I like it, Buzz. I like it. Yeah, but uh, as far as my pick to click goes tomorrow, um, shit, man. 
I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Tim, and I think Tim's gonna carry a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's not started off very hot. Uh, I'm gonna take Tim Anderson tomorrow. I think he's going to be a problem for Cleveland if the game gets in. All right, I need to uh, go back to Yohan Moncada. He will be back in the lineup um, whenever this game may be, uh, if that's Monday or Tuesday, uh, depending on the weather. But uh, I had Moncada today, obviously sitting out. I uh, did not have the summer camp uh, because of the positive COVID test. Uh, did not play in the exhibition games. Um, looked really good, games one and two. Wish he would have been in the lineup today, but... Um, None of us pitching on here is going to go back in time and change that fact. So I'll just pick him for our next game here, Yohan Moncada, um, against Cleveland Indians in game one, whenever that may be, Monday or Tuesday. Tony? You know, I took Edwin today. It uh, didn't work out very well. Um, I'm, I'm kind of split, guys, between Jose Abreu and Luis Robert right now. And uh, we haven't really touched on Luis Robert too much, and I feel it, like it would be a disservice to our listeners, if Buzz didn't roll the R mm-hmm. for Luis Roberts' first home run in the major leagues. Luis Roberts. There it is. Ooh. So, Buzz, I was going to gauge my pick on how well you rolled that R. I thought it was good. You rolled it so fucking fantastic that Luis Robert is going to be my pick to click for tomorrow. Hey, I love it. Energy coming through at the end of the show. Yeah, you know it's why sucks. it's more impressive. This game sucks, but buzz, you know why it's more impressive? Because because I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed, I'm buzzed up so bad. Hey, and I can still it. roll the arm. This guy is right next to me too. Uh, he still got it too. You know, you guys know I can't do it. I think it's just born indie. You either can or you can't. I can't, unfortunately. Steve can do it a little bit, so it's nice when he's on here. We can get that full accompaniment. I like that though. So uh, we got our picks round table here. Um, how we fared today uh, was not great, Bob. Um, overall, yeah. it was bad. Okay. It was bad. Okay. None of ours hit today for me, uh, Buzz, Steve, or. Um, Tony. So uh, let's go to uh, shout outs before we wrap this. Actually, one last thing. Uh, Socks on tap rules. A new one was added today. Thank you to Iowa White Sox for tweeting in um, and saying that it should be made a meme. Uh, One of, you know, we'll be putting out the rules as they were after Robert hit his home run today. We put always roll the R um, after, you know, his first MLB uh, home run. Uh, Good to see. So we put that rule out. New rule that was added today because he just absolutely fucking tore us up. Don't pitch to Nelson Cruz. Um, that's easy. Definitely rule, that's, that is now rule number 23. Um, we do have all these here at the bottom. We won't divulge all of them because we want you to follow along on our social media and kind of grasp them as they come in the moment. So that's it. Uh, last thing here. Shout outs though. Shout outs and then close it down. Buzz. Uh, I'm going to throw my shout out today to Jordan Miller. Uh, just because me and him seem to be on the same page. Um, every time that we were we were tweeting out today, so I'm gonna go Jordan Miller for my shout out just because he's you know he's a he's a socks on tap OG man. So I'm gonna go Jordan Miller today. Tony, Pat Comiskey, our guy, first ever to sleep in the garage de Marchese overnight. Um, dude came out on Friday uh, opening day, and uh, he woke Ron up for sleeping around like what one o'clock. Johnny, yeah. one o'clock, told Ron, no sleeping on my watch. Ended up falling asleep on my couch in the garage in the middle of a golden tea match. So shout out, shout out Pat Comiskey for getting after it as quickly as he did. Um, 
Yeah, uh, that, that yeah, that's my shout out. Nice bounce back. So, yeah, it was a nice um, bounce back. All right, uh, mine is going to go to the guys I just mentioned. Um, Iowa White Sox. You guys see the koozie there. Um, I am. I you know, despite the game being so shitty, I was enjoying some beers for Sunday Fun Day, and um, the Iowa White Sox koozie kept my Bushlight apples uh, nice and cold. Uh, to get me through that game. So shout out to Iowa White Sox. Uh, thank you to Jason Hosking as well for sending me um, that koozie um, and the, also suggesting the rule uh, because now that is a Sox on tap rule. Number 23, don't pitch Nelson Cruz. Buzz, do you have a, do you have an Iowa White Sox koozie yet? I don't, man. I, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I mean, Jason, if you're listening to this, hook, hook, hook some brothers up, man. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting real tired of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so uh, that does it uh, for today's show, guys. Um, any final thoughts before Buzz sends us out? Nah. I was getting, he, he looks like he's got some final thoughts here. I'm just, I'm, dude, I'm irritated. So come out and prove me wrong tomorrow, Ricky, because if you don't, I'm going to fucking judo chop somebody, man. That's going to be on your hands. That's all I got. Tony? Uh, I'll finish it with a meatball take. Ricky Renteria keeps fucking this team up. Bring Ozzy back. Ooh, that's, that's that's a little spice. I like the meatball takeout order here. Uh, that's, a, that's a good way to close this thing down. Um, pitch with conviction. Uh, you know, kind of making that a theme today. Uh, Dylan Cease, I know you're a, uh, you know, kind of under-the-radar guy. You're a um, relaxed, I would say, personality-wise, not extremely outspoken. Um, do your quiet demeanor and uh, let it fucking rip. Let, let those nasty breaking balls rip uh, as soon as you do take the mound. Um, hate to go and give a Cubs reference here, but look at a guy like Kyle Hendricks. I know Dylan Cease throws harder, but that guy is same deal, low profile, no personality, mm-hmm. real just, you know, just your everyday guy. But he goes out and he does his job and he does it well. Uh, I want Dylan Cease to do that from the get-go, from the get-go, inning one. Uh, and two will be huge to get through Inning for him. one and two. That's yes. that's big. That's big. It's been the issue with them. So uh, that's it. Final thoughts. Buzz, uh, read us out. Everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at ontapsportsnet. Following at Sox on Tap. We'll be back tomorrow if there is a game with a post game after the Sox hopefully beat the shit out of Cleveland. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, be sure you're listening to us. Give us a five-star rating and review, please, and thank you, because that shit is cool and tough. Guys, White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.